Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, and good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to yet another awesome, amazing episode of You Hear the Noise. I'm one half of this early morning duo. My name is Steve. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to episode 78. My name is Dan, and we're here to entertain you. Steve, should we give them a little taste of what the show's about? Totally. We have trailers, we have Comic-Con news, we have a Wu-Tang breakdown. And we have listener mail. We're back on that Wu-Tang shit. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm on it. Y'all are back on it. I'm just barely on it for the first time. You just jumped onto the Wu train? I mean, here's what I'll say. You'll hear it during the um, breakdown. Who knows? Did I like them? I don't know. All I can say, dude, is I'm proud of you. You're trying new things. We can get you just to eat a steak every now and then. You're going to be all right. Bruh, here we go, G. You need to get off that nastiness, dude. Seriously. Mm-mm, mm-mm. It's bad for you. Nope. It was good for the cavemen. It's going to be good enough for me. Well, then that's totally, utterly fair. How was your week, Dan? I have been working my ass off. So I just got off of a six-day stretch, which could be worse. But, you know, it's hard. You know, you go from, like, just here and there to, like, a full six days. It, it kicks your ass sometimes. You know what I mean? I could imagine. I mean... You used to work, I, I mean, but this <laughs> is nothing compared to what you used to do. No. So I guess it's safe to say that I got lax. Got a little bit oh, out of for shape. Sure. For sure. I you mean, know? I don't know about out of shape. Well, I don't mean like physically. I'm just saying, you know, you, you, you're, uh, your body's like a big muscle, you know? So if you're used to doing something all the time and it stops, oh, yeah. then you oh, go yeah. back to it. You start feeling a little bit sore. You know what I mean? I'm sore. Oh, right yeah. Now, man. So. I mean, that. I remember the Dan that used to do 16s and wake up at the super early in order to do talk about steve gotta get up at 8 30 so we can record exactly <laughs> now i was like, like i'm like fuck that guy <laughs> i was like how was he doing that because i'd be tired and that was back when i was getting entirely so much sleep and you would just wake up and be like all right time to do the word i'm like wow yeah i was lying how to myself i don't know how that? i did it i really don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if someone was just injecting me with like cocaine when I was sleeping and I just wake up and be like ready to go. But that is gone, man. So gone. I mean, it's good, though. Now you're actually you're you're listening to your body. You need like, are you getting eight hours of solid eight? I'm trying to, but sometimes I don't. It's weird. I get off work late and then I can't fall asleep. So I just stay up for no good reason. Last night I watched a movie and then um. Yeah, I don't know. I have no good reason for you, sir. Matter of fact, I don't even think I can make complete sentences yet. That's how early it is for me. That's okay, and we're going to get to it. So is or do you have enough complete sentences to do the contact information? Yeah, I guess I can do this. Let's do it. Welcome to Heroes of Noise podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 78, and I've got some news for you that may help you out in the future. If you want to get a hold of the show, hit us up at Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. That is Heroes of Noise podcast at gmail.com. On the Twitters, you can hit us up at Heroes of Noise. Reach me, Dan, at Dan Q Public, and my buddy Steve at SE underscore Hudson Music. I'm going to save you a whole bunch of time, ladies and gentlemen. Just go to www.heroesofnoise.com, and everything that you could possibly want from us is going to be there, except for our souls, maybe some blood, maybe a little bit of extra time. Other than that, it's all there. www.heroesofnoise.com. Leave us voicemails. Subscribe to our shows. And when I say shows, I mean the word. 
the Unofficial Preacher Podcast, which will be starting back up again, I would say, within the next seven days. So get ready, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you it's going to be good shit. Then scroll all the way down to the bottom and join our friends over there at the Pods of Justice. They've got great shows, too, and they're dying for you to, you know, put, put them in your ears and get some more edutainment. That's what I'm talking about. Other than that, I'm going to keep it short because we have a kind of a, a busy show. This, what'd you say, Steve? It's a little busy this time around. Oh, yeah. We have, we have a, a lot, lot to squeeze to in. So I'm going to go yeah. ahead and just turn it down here and turn it back over to the one, the only, Steve Eugene Hudson. That's right. I said your middle name. So, Dan, there's an interesting thing that happened this week. Oh, yeah? Hit me to it, man, because I've been working so much, I might have missed it. We have a voicemail and the old email we have. The old email, eh? Yes, so let's get to those, my brother. All right, man, so the first one that we have is definitely a voicemail. It comes from our good friend Adam, and let's see what this man has to say. What's up, Adam? Hey there, Dan and Steve. It's Adam. Just finished off the Majestic Husky of a podcast that was number 76 there. Really enjoyed it, and uh, it was great to hear Quentin on there. I mean, the guy's got knowledge for days, and uh, he's an absolute champ and a half. Just wanted to thank you for the undue love and praise that... Uh, Pause uh, that one. Did you hear what he said about my man, Quentin? Gee. He's a chap and a half. I've never Gee. heard anyone say that before in my life, and I think I'm going to use that for the rest of my life now. Steve, you I are, love in fact, it. a chap and a half. I appreciate that. You might be two chaps. No. I think you're like two chaps, dude. I appreciate that. You are definitely three and a half chaps. Oh, thanks, bro. You know what? Maybe that's our new rating system. I'm going to give this one like 2.5 chaps. That'll be dope if we're like if we're like judging the village people. <laughs> you know what, Steve? That's terrible. Let's continue. It uh, got thrown my way, even though Steve seems to disagree with everything that I have to say. Which is okay. I mean, the guy's in love. His head's not on straight. I'll give him some time. <laughs> uh, you guys are killing it week to week. Every topic that you guys cover, just so much passion and so much knowledge. And uh, I love your musical choices as well as uh, all your other entertainment choices. And guys, are still my number one anytime I want to put any serious distance onto my running shoes. You guys are in my ears. Uh Love you guys, and I hope you keep doing what you're doing and doing it well. Thank you, Adam. We love you too, man. Crazy support coming from Canada. Was that an LL Cool J pool doing it well? I doubt it, but I bet you, you if you gave so? it back to him, he would he would probably like fill in the lines. Like I think he would have, he would have given us a little bit more. So he, so we are 100 percent for sure that he's doing an LL reference. You know, I would not be surprised. And let me tell you something, Adam. I really, really, really appreciate uh, that voicemail. Love seeing you in the group. Every time you post something, I love seeing it. Thank you. Hey, since we're talking about the group, or at least you mentioned it, let me tell you guys, I'm, I'm kind of proud. Like, I feel like my baby just started walking Aww. or something like that. No, really. For real. Like, we were just talking about it before the show started. You guys are killing it on the Heroes of Noise podcast community. And thank you so much. If anybody wants to join up with that, you just got to go to Facebook and search just that, okay? Heroes of Noise podcast community. You could even find us from our other page that's kind of dormant now, but it's a lot of fun, man. I'm very happy. You know what I mean? Like how everyone's starting to like socialize. For a while, it felt like I was just pulling the lawnmower and it wasn't happening. And I might have been on there a little bit more to where I was shoving myself down your throat. Sorry, don't do that, Steve. You know what? You know what you're thinking. Don't do it. Because <laughs> it's you forceful. We don't want to say wanna... stuff like yeah, that. Goodness. Anyway, Steve, are you not proud? Uh-huh. 
I, I'm I am so so very 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 proud of the group. Like we have the smartest group on the face of the planet. Every post is amazing. I just love our group. Incredible. No douches. No, this is going to be a douche-free zone. In fact, if you get on there and get douchey, we're just going to ban you because this is all about pot. Not necessarily positivity because you need you got to have your opinions on movies and whatnot. But none of this. Uh, no racist shit's going to be on there. there no. no, nobody harassing anybody on there. You fuck up, you're gone. Yeah. Every even the people that disagree, like I don't, I don't like that movie. They've done it so nicely that you almost forgot that they disagreed with the above comment. I'm like, oh, we have the best group. They're pretty good people. I like them. I think we'll keep them around. Done deal. All right, man. So I do have one more, and mm-hmm. this is just a email. It's not just an email. I don't want to make it sound like I'm taking away oh, from it. Oh, it's I the just lawyer. meant it's not, you know, a voicemail. You're going to have to forgive me. I'm tired. Folks, we got up real early today, okay? Just cut me a little Louis bit of slack. Early. That's all I'm asking. This one's coming from Shannon, Steve. Let's do it. I got a feeling you're in for it on this one. Bring it, Shannon. Dan and Steve. <laughs> Fisto? Remember Fisto? Nope. Yes. Now, real quick before I go any further, I'm starting to think this dude is a figment of my imagination. Because Gee, no, well, here's think? the deal. He's not a figment <laughs> of my imagination. But no one, including me, by the way. Okay, I said, if you recall, you go back. They used to call him Fisto. Now, I never knew the guy's name. So, like, if we saw him, yes, we would refer to Fisto because we didn't know the guy's name. But he really did exist. Okay. But no one seemed to remember him. Does your wife remember him? No, no. She's two years younger than me. Oh, but she was in the school. I would imagine that that was a fairly common thing. I think it's safe to say that when people walk the halls, they uh, will either like stand out, blend in or be invisible. And I think he might have been like a blend visible kind of guy. There's no way you blend visible with an exploded hand. Why? Maybe he walked with it in his pocket. But y'all saw it. Yeah. Well, we're, you know. You're observant. <laughs> there are certain people that like to point shit out like that. <laughs> what, me? Oh, you're missing four. You're missing three fingers. No one else noticed that. Oh, and you know what? I went back and I really had to think about it. It wasn't like a hang loose thing. So I was wrong. But it's still funny to think of him saying, come here with his pinky. Uh, what it was was his, his uh, thumb, his index finger, and his middle finger were still there. He lost the two other ones, the fourth and the fifth digit. Plus, like, maybe like a third of his hand. Jeez Louise, yeah. dude. I had to think about it. I don't like to give falsities and speak in those, those terms. But, you know, if we're going to call the guy Fisto, which we really shouldn't be doing. <laughs> Matter of fact, I feel terrible. And Shannon does not remember this dude at all. No. And okay. s- neither does a couple of my Hoover friends that were on there. I find that interesting. Yes, I went to Hoover. You know what's funny is they say something about Hoover on here. But anyway, guys, let me finish this up. So she says, no, I'd have to see a picture. I still have my yearbook, so let me look. Now, I'm not going to point him out, Shannon. I'm not going to be like, that's the guy, because that's mean. Could you imagine if I put that up on Facebook? This was Fisto. I'd be fucked up. I'm not going to do that it. That would be jacked. Yeah, I would never do that. Uh, she says, I don't remember a dude who got to Hoover for setting off a pipe. Oh, shit. Maybe it was my neighbor. <laughs> and you know what? When oh, I, my God. And I'm thinking about it. I don't really remember because Shannon and I, we ran in different circles, Shannon and I. But I do kind of remember where she lived. And you know what, Shannon? I think you might be right about that. Anyway, she goes, he was weird. But I don't remember if he was missing fingers. So, I don't know. I think you would remember that, though. You know what I mean? There's a lot of weird people in the world, but I still think that he lived in your neighborhood. She says, I do remember the shop teacher was missing at least one finger. That's never good. And the government teacher who, oh, my God. You know what? I'm going to leave that part out. <laughs> do you remember this person? Uh, 
the, who, the shop the teacher with teacher, one finger? The gov teacher? Mm. The government teacher. No, no, no. But okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna omit one sentence because it's a bit off topic, and I think she would appreciate it if I did that. So I'm gonna okay. skip the whole government teacher part. My brother might remember Fisto. Please, I beg you to warn his sister when you're going to make someone laugh out loud at work. The mute button comment was too much. Three the hard way. Oh, okay, we can argue this one. Three the hard way is a Beastie Boys song, and she underlines Beastie Boys. Well, Shannon, I'm not disagreeing with you, but it's more than that. So you need to open up your goddamn eyes, Shannon. Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> Dang. Dang. Yeah, well, you know, y'all are y'all are schoolmates. Y'all can say whatever you want. <laughs> I'm just Y'all can say it. whatever you want to each other. You better find yourself, goddammit. That's hilarious. <laughs> she says, Y'all do need a fact checker. Jeez, Jeremy. Okay, here's my favorite part here. Let's see what let's see what happens when we get Hudson right now. She says, You ready for this, Steve? Hit me with your best shot. Jerry Maguire is the worst all caps movie ever. Oh my God. I'm going to give you a little time with that one. How? That's all I'm going to say. Shannon, explain to me how any movie with Tom Cruise in it in his later prime years could ever be described as the worst. He has not made a terrible movie in the last two decades. All right, lady, sitting on the train right now in New York, you know who I'm talking to talking to Rebecca. I don't mean to piggyback off other shows, Rebecca, but please write in or just give us a voicemail or something and please explain your feelings about Tom Cruise to Steve because I would so appreciate that. That could be like a whole segment right there. Wait a minute. She doesn't like Tom Cruise either? I'm going to let her speak. I don't want to misquote or anything like that, but for the purposes of this conversation, no. She don't like him. (laughs) (laughs) Dan said, I'm not going to speak for her. But I will say no. Well, she I'm just I'm just going to give you the shortest answer possible. But there was this whole thing that happened on Pop Culture Leftovers. That's happened several times, by the way, because this is sort of a running thing with her. But, uh, you know, McGuire, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's a, I think she likes Top Gun, if I'm not mistaken. But for the most part, she cannot stand Tom Cruise. So, yeah, I just ruined it. What are your thoughts on Tom Cruise? Oh, I like him. I think he's insane. But I like his of movies. Course. Of course. He's, he's he, I mean, he's. I mean, but can, I mean, for my thing is, in in my opinion, he's one of the last movie stars. Oh, he's a superstar. Like he's one of the last people I could watch and be like, I could just watch a Tom Cruise movie and just watch him do his thing. Without a doubt, this dude's a superstar. I appreciate him doing his own stunts. Uh, I do appreciate that he's grown as an actor because you know how people like to do that one imitation of Tom Cruise where just picture him putting on Ray-Bans and smiling. Of course. You know what I'm talking about? Of course, yeah. So yeah, he was that a long time ago. He did that quite often, but he doesn't really do that anymore. I mean, if the guy's he got really, a smile, yeah. everyone wears sunglasses, but he's not doing that. I think it's from risky no. business. That risky business thing. Yeah, yes. And I think like he really turned into it. Like when he started doing like The Firm, A Few Good Men, stuff like that, they're like, no, he's turning into an actor. Like, for real. I, I mean, I think he's just legit. I can totally appreciate someone that can get dirty and actually do their own stunts. I don't even find it to be obnoxious. I think it actually makes for no. a better movie. You know what I mean? I can't run, like, w- w- on the last Mission Impossible, how we ran across the top of that building. I don't know how long I could run at top speed like that. I don't know. And he's 60 or something. Dude is not human. I'm pretty sure. He's... Definitely, he's, and here's my thing. I want to hear what Becca has to say. 
I don't. The thing is, she went over the top though, because Shannon just says Jerry Maguire is a terrible movie, and I just understand that Shannon's probably been drinking a lot right now or something. A lot, and she's not feeling well. Because who would say Jerry Maguire, one of the best, if not the best, sports movie of all time, is a bad movie? Like, it is such a good movie. I, you know, that's almost worth having her on to debate this. You want to know something? What? I don't think it's a bad movie, but it's just a movie to me. That's fair. Just a movie. That's fair, but it's not bad. It's not the worst movie of all time, like you, like she said. If I hear Show Me the Money one more time, just once, I'm going to cut my own testicles off. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with that. In order for that to be said a lot, that means it's in the, like, it's literally in the lexicon. And so it broke through and it's very like, it's important. It's an important movie. It's not really in the lexicon anymore, though, to be fair. Like, it's it still is, there. It's got its, it's place in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. But it's not floating around. It's not coming out of people's mouths on a regular anymore. No, but if you said it, people would know. Yeah, for a while, though, I mean, it was just as bad as, what that? I mean, everyone said. I don't think it money. was that bad. Was I think up it was, was pretty bad, dude. It was in movies, I know, but was up was on ridiculous. television. It was everywhere. I apologize for talking over you, but. Shannon, you're facts wrong. Facts are facts. I don't know. I, I I would really like to hear this conversation. I would like to hear who <laughs> I'd like to hear Shannon and Rebecca on a Tom Cruise bashing show. I will be right there. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back. I'll be referee. I will be there defending my clear partner since he's going clear. You know what's weird about that? And I'll get I'll finish up this email because it's actually almost done. But it's weird with Tom Cruise. Like I'm. I guess you could say I'm a Tom Cruise fan. I do appreciate his movies, but I don't rush out to see them. I don't get all masturbatory about Tom Cruise previews when they come out or anything like that. But he's a good actor, and I do appreciate what he does, and, and I, I really enjoy his movies for the most part. Maybe Far From Home. That Was was it Far From Home? No, that's what the hell was that movie called? I was thinking Spider-Man. Something. Oh, um, Far Away. Far Away. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was booty whack. I liked that movie. Or what was another one that was real bad? Eyes Wide Shut was terrible. Oh, that was horrific. Never mind. He Well, I don't know if that's two decades. Was Magnolia bad? Everyone loved it. I hated Magnolia. I would like to watch Magnolia now with different eyes because my tastes have changed a lot, particularly over the last couple of years. I've learned to kind of open up my mind so we can talk about different things. But I, would, I may have to go back to Magnolia. I have a feeling it's a bad movie. I would like to go back to Magnolia and watch it with a pair of different eyes because during the movie, I would probably gouge my own eyes out. So I have to watch. It's a. I hated it. I paid for that movie in the theater, and at the end, I was like, "What?" And it was one of those ones where the critics were like, "Oh, it's so deep," and the camera. I'm like, "Oh, I hate this movie." Uh, you know what? Now I want to watch it again. Oh, dude, it's two hours and some change, bro. That's okay. I've seen worse. I know I've seen worse. It's not. It's, it's better. And here's what I will say: Monster Project is better than that movie. All right, stop it. I guarantee you. Okay, now you're just you're just talking out of your ass. I again. guarantee you. See, Promise we were doing you. fine, Steve, and now you got to make these crazy statements. I'm telling you right now, Monster Project is Lord better have than mercy. Magnolia. Okay. I said it on I, timestamp. You know what? Agree to disagree. How are you going to say agree to disagree when you haven't even watched it in like 148 years, dude? It is okay. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to give Monster Project anymore. It's a visual fart. Is what that movie is. That's not true. You said that the werewolf transformation wasn't bad. No, I never said that. I said eh, it's all right. Nope, you said it was. That's what I'm saying. That wasn't bad. The werewolf reformation is pretty good. <laughs> Dan, uh, that was okay. Is wasn't bad. It's the same thing. Yeah, terrible. Vampire, terrible. Oh, you're 
You know what? I should hate it just for the the how they you know the the acting of the black dude. You sh- I should hate that movie. You should just boycott this movie, Steve. It's not worth it. You ain't even lying, G. It's like freaking Green Book, but a horror movie. Go ahead. You know what? I'm not going there. I'm not. <laughs> no, go ahead. We'll talk about Mahershala in a little bit, but I am not going there. Oh, we will. You're making these statements that I don't like. But anyway, we'll, we'll continue. Yes. So, yeah, getting back to the Beastie Boys, Three the Hard Way. Yes, that is a song, but Three the Hard Way was a movie. Am I not mistaken here, Steve? Jim Kelly, we talked about this, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you have to understand that in hip hop sometimes, and I think, I don't have to tell you this, Shannon, they'll sample a lot. So it's been in third bass songs. It's been in the Beastie Boys. Obviously, the Beastie Boys did a song called Three the Hard Way. It's all over the place. But Three the Hard Way stems from a Jim Kelly movie. Thank you very much. Done. To finish out, she says, I don't know why everyone likes it. Ugh. So we, I should have probably just read a little bit further along here. But the same thing still stands true. She hates Jerry Maguire. She says, I tell everyone I know to listen to you guys. Hopefully some of them listen to me. I love the show. Keep up the good work, Shannon. Shannon, now that is what people call a strong closing right there. Love you, Shannon. Folks, if you want to reach us one more time, Heroes of Noise Podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. If you want to leave us a voicemail, please go to www.heroesofnoise.com and do so. We would love to hear from you and we'll read it on the show. Stephen Hudson, what's next? Brother, um, we have good news. Uh, Favon says she'll do a fact, be a fact checker for us. Oh, 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 shit. I apologize. We do have one more. I am so sorry. But the thing is, there's no, there's no reason for us to do a, because I think they should fact check you, <laughs> but I am 99.8 eight percent right normally yeah well you just used the point two right now bro when 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 you said that you were 99.8 oh i see what you did there yeah you just used that point that That was actually so clever i'm gonna be real with you that was really funny yeah that's that's some pretty impressive math (laughs) that is quick math (laughs) that's shannon level math like Mm -hmm. she's the lawyer normally she'd be like click yeah point two can we fact check that? Is it right, though, point two? Yeah, I believe so. If it's 99.8. Are you sure? Steve, stop it. Come on. Math fact check. Hard. I'm trying to think, but nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So, okay, yes. hold on real quick. On this fact checker thing, let me read this yes. because I have an idea. So this is from Favon. It says, guys... What you don't know is I check facts, and sometimes during the show anyway. Oh, yeah. She needs to make sure you're saying the right thing. Uh Uh-huh. She says, I just don't always talk about it because I felt like such a nerd for checking facts while listening to the podcast, whereas I really appreciate it. I'm glad I actually opened this one up. So thank you, Steve, for reminding me about this email. She says, also, I like Quentin. Who doesn't like Quentin? We've gotten so many compliments from Quentin's. Not well, we didn't get the compliments, but Quentin got the compliments for being on the last show or what was it, two oh, shows yeah. ago. He's such a wonderful, such a wonderful dude. Solid stand-up dude. I like that guy a lot, and again, he's a welcome back whenever. I think he's a good fit, to be quite honest with you. Here's my problem, though. See, my Quentin, this is for you. My beautiful woman texted me and said, "Hey, on the Quentin episode," I said, "Wait a minute now." And she followed with a question about whatever. But I said, it went from the Dan and Steve episode to the, on the Quentin episode. (laughs) I was like, oh, it's not even our show anymore. So Quentin, you have a thing. You have a thing, Q. All right. I see you, honey. Anyway, go ahead. I thought you were going to do more with that, Steve. I'm a little disappointed in your story. No, it's just funny how, how it's funny how it's it's Q's episode. 
It's not it's not Hero's noise. Like on the Quentin episode, I'm like, oh, people just love him. But you gotta know that Quentin walked in, he's like, All right, what y'all want me to do? We're like, Oh, we have these ideas that we'd like to do. We'd like to discuss these things with you. He's like, nah, bitches, let's do this. So that whole show was Quentin, pretty much. He did. He it's called Heroes of Q. We would actually start talking, he'd be like, Hold up, hold up. See that see I edit these things out, you don't know. He'd be like, Hold up. The fuck we doing here? Steve, quit <laughs> can you sit still for just a second? Quit slurping your goddamn drinks. He did say stirring that. Stirring your coffee and your that. tea and all that shit. And Dan, for the love of God, will you get out of your own head? That's what he said. And, we, and then so he coached us back into doing a great show. We're, it, there's no question. Q, we appreciate that. Yeah, he's young. He's watching us old farts, man. <laughs> yeah, you're old, Steve. In comparison to Quentin, you're old. Oh, no. When Qu- I mean, when he said what year he was born, I was like, I was doing crazy looking like break dancing by the, that age is crazy. When Quentin was born, Lady Gaga came out. Dang, no, I'm just really? Kidding. No. <laughs> I think when Quentin was born, when Quentin was born, I think Lizzo was playing the flute. I remember when Trump got elected, I was like, this is a terrible night. But then I heard that Quentin was born. So everything was better. No, that's, you know what? You're totally, totally, totally right, G. But you know what, though? He wasn't born yesterday. That's true. That's true. He kept us on our toes. He did keep us on our toes. We were going to have him back for sure. Absolutely. So she says, um, I like Quentin. Learned not to lock my knees in marching band. I played Quince. Now, Quince has quotes around it. And I asked about this. I don't know if y'all know what Quince are, but I'm pretty sure that Quince are pretty much just like um, quads. You know, like when you go, when you're watching a marching band, there's that homie that has all the drums around. It's like, exactly how it sounds. That's that's Quince. Yeah. yeah. That sound right there, Steve, by uh-huh. the way, uh, used to get me all fucked up because I played. OK, I'll use some quotes this time and say I played football in my <laughs> freshman year of high school, which really equated to me being one of the smallest dudes on the team and parking my ass on the bench. Right. <gasps> but check it out. Like during scrimmages and stuff like that. <laughs> I was always more musically inclined, right? And I just didn't even want to do football. And the thing was, I thought I was impressing my dad, who could give a shit about football. But I did it anyway, because I felt like it was something that I needed oh, to do, right? I was I was living a lie, Steve. Dan played football. This, this is just... No, no. Dan, with quotes, played football. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so, this is what happens when Dan plays football, Steve. So we're having a scrimmage, right? I'm just out in the field. I'm probably like that kid when you see them playing t-ball, and he's out on the field like laying on the ground yes. or picking grass or picking his ass or something like that. That was me. So I didn't even get out of the way, man. There's this whole thing going on. And I got fascinated because I was, I was watching the game. Right. But then I hear. Right. And I'm just thinking, Oh, sweet. The marching band. I turn around, I'm watching this and then boom, I just get like crushed That's by not like true. four or five people. Oh, no, I swear damn. to you. They didn't like tackle me. I just got in the way. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's pretty. How bad. though? You did not want me on your team. I'm going to be real with you. You didn't want me on your team during PE. Jeez Louise, Dan. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oy. And then my coach hated me because I had I was growing long hair at the time, right? Yeah. And he knew that I wasn't really like a physical guy. Like I didn't really give a shit about sports. I hated going to PE class, first of all, because A, the coach was a prick. But even worse, he didn't like me. So do you know what he did, Stephen? I, re- I think you can understand the severity of what he did. What did he do? Because he didn't like me. He put me on the team with all the best black dudes that played basketball. Oh. And they fucking oh, hated me. I mean, you weren't really, you, because, yeah, you're me, just Steve. taking up space. 
Mm-hmm. It, and he knew of this. Of course. And I knew yeah. this. Yeah. Wow. I'm really like kind of traumatized right now. <laughs> like, I, I see that. I'm like, this really is sa- a sad story, Dan. And then he put me on the team with all the black guys and they called me names. You know what this shows me though also? What's that? The genius of your wife with her future investment. She saw this goofy kid. I just, no, no, they're not goofy, Steve. I just wasn't athletically inclined. Uh-huh. I was more of an artistic kind of kid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So what you're saying is because I didn't play sports, ladies, listen up to this here. Melissa, Rebecca, please pay attention. What uh-huh. Steve just told me is that because I didn't play sports, my wife took a chance on me because I was a lesser man. That's how I'm taking it. Here's how I mean it, because you're very close. Yeah, what I'm I know. saying is, in high school, uh-huh. sports are a big thing. No, they're really not. They I mean, are. they are. But if you think that sports are a big thing, then that's and that's all you think about, then you're super close-minded. I understand that, but as a young girl, it makes a thing. Like especially when you see the guy that you like around really good athletes, and for her to be like, I think he's gonna be something. And when he saw that sweet mullet. All right, fucker. The mullet didn't come into play until like senior year. My bad. That's even more. She dealt with all this knowing that in the future you'd be this dashing, handsome dude. Like you were a a frog that became a prince. And she really did a great investment. I don't appreciate your belittling me. I mean, dude, I'm saying you look amazing now. Okay. And I don't appreciate your, your patronizing me either. I'm telling you, like literally, I've told, I've said it on the show. You are, you are handsome. Most people gonna, would say. We're going to edit all of this out. I'm just letting you know right now. No, we're not. You are. <laughs> yes, we are. Most, most people say Dan's a handsome guy. Okay. So keep on talking, Steve. It's going to get edited out anyway. Why are you editing this out? Because <laughs> what's this handsome shit? Let's just keep it in and see what everyone. Uh, that's what she said. Let's just keep it in and let's just see what people. Because I'm telling you, you are an, a handsome dude, objectively handsome. Objectively. Yeah, people will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's handsome. But there's no way they'd say that in high school. Gail just foresaw you turning into this person. That's pretty impressive. Anyway, go on with the email. You know, we're going to dive into you one of these days, man. I want to break down Steve Hudson and see <laughs> what makes you act the way you act. What? Who hurt you? I literally just complimented you. That is not a compliment. Saying that you're a handsome person now is not a compliment. That is a huge compliment. I mean, I don't know how else you take it. I don't know how you could take it. Something else. I don't know. Oh, Steve, I don't know what to do with you, man. But yeah, congratulations on Gail. Go on. All right, folks. We'll see you later. (laughs) (laughs) Please, hey, people write in and tell me if that was not a compliment. It was a huge... I bet you, oh, I'm not going to do that to Shannon. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to do that to Shannon. Please. Do you need a little hot sauce with your foot? Okay, Sh- Shannon, here's what I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Never mind, Shannon. Well, no, we'll just please keep, do. No, Steve. Please do. do. Come on, please. Would go you, ahead. Okay, would you agree that Dan used to look interesting with that sweet mullet? That's all I want to know. You know, since we have this Facebook group, uh huh. let's put a picture of you in your adult life with those ridiculous cornrows in your hair. Oh, I, here's what I will tell you. When I, when I send you a good cornrow picture, people will be like, oh, yeah, he still looks good. When okay. I had the long hair, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. for sure. 
It's gonna be. It's gonna go over better than the sweet mullet for sure. Okay, mine was an '80s thing. Okay. Yours was like modern. It well, I was the 21. The fuck you think you were, D'Angelo? I was 21. Trying to be D'Angelo. But you were three years behind me with the mullet. Okay, listen, fucker. <laughs> it wasn't even 1990 yet. I understand that. I don't think mullets were ever in. Uh, that's because you're so goddamn, like you, I don't know where you, what toilet you popped out of. All of a sudden you were just there. It was <laughs> never like, you're like, in. You're like a fish out of water with this stuff, Steve. Oh, I, what is this Wu-Tang clan stuff? <laughs> With red hot chili, what? HD, metallic, what? That's come on, stop it. Dan, mullets were never cool, bro. I'm not saying they were cool. I'm just saying they were common. Okay, that's fair, and that's why I said, like for real, you legit. Like I would say that this you, you when you go to twenty, when you go to your 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 high school um, reunion, already I did. Guarant- Everyone's just like, whoa. Like, what do you think? Wow. I just I just went into hiding for 20 years. People know me. I, I mean, they know you, but they haven't seen you in person, so they could get the full damn. I will say this one thing though. There is this chick. I'm gonna call her out. Her name was Jesus, dude. I am I'm gonna call you out. <laughs> no, because I went to school with her. I went to school with her from like like fourth grade on. Dude. But we were cool, 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 cool until high school, right? And then, you know, everyone changes. They go their different ways and stuff, right? I'll never forget this. Once I started growing the long hair and started wearing, like, Slayer shirts and stuff like that, like, she just wouldn't even talk to me anymore. And we not, I wasn't, like, trying to hit on her. Yeah. We were just friends. We grew up together. You know what I mean? Of course. And But she just straight up, like, would not even, like, acknowledge me anymore. And then after high school, I cut my hair. And I remember being at this concert and she walked, hey, how you doing? Your hair, blah, blah, blah. And I just like shined her arm. I'm like, fuck off. Damn, Dan. <laughs> I didn't say you that. You hold a grudge. I didn't say F off. No, man. Was she but I, no, no. I remember that because you're right. It was a bit of a grudge thing. But this is more of a memory of it. Like, I don't trip on it now. It's just something that I always remember because I felt like that was like one of the first times where I was like, oh, wow. Like appearance makes a difference. You know what I mean? Oh, and the thing is, that's a strong everyone has a crush on name. Like, that's one of the, ooh, she's the pretty girl names. She was pretty, um, but yeah. I don't know if she was, like, one that everyone had a crush on or anything. I don't know, because I didn't know her in high school, because she wouldn't associate with me. There's a lot to unpack in my high school years. I'm realizing this now. Goodness gracious, dude. I mean, this is a horror story, although I will say. In it all came make- from you just making fun of my mullet. No, but the thing is, in order to make the football team, you have to be some sort of athletic. Like, not, e- not everyone is able to even make the team. So the fact that you made it says something. Nah, I was freshman. They'll take anybody. Will they really? I, they call it, I think they called it frosh. I never heard that. What is it called? Frosh football. That's what they called it. Don't ask me what it meant, but yeah, freshman football. I did not know that. I'm learning so much about wonderful high school right now. Oh, God. I hated high school. And I think it shows. <laughs> yes. you you. But the thing is, I'll tell you stories because I hated high school. When everyone's like, high school was so... When I see these movies about how dope high school was, I hated every second of it. Except, no, the, every second of the senior year I hated. Boy, I thought you were Mr. Popular. Oh, no, 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 no. I lit, I, I stayed away from people because I thought... Back then, people were super annoying and dumb. So you haven't changed a bit. I would now that I when I said that, I was like, "Oh wait, do I still think that?" Yeah, you're you have not changed. (laughs) (laughs) 
So maybe I went from, as you put it, a frog to a prince. Uh huh. But you're just I, a bitter ass prince, in your opinion. I am. I am. I went from prince to bitter prince. You're the artist formerly known as Bitter Prince. I, I mean, dude, I did not like. Anyway, we are going to save the high school thing. Back Jesus. to Shannon. I know. I'm I know. scarred now. I, I, I don't even know if I can continue on here, but I'm going to go ahead and push through here. So. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Oh, and she also wanted to let us know she's okay, but she says because we were talking about how uh, she had a syncopal episode recently. Oh, I'm sorry. Back to Favon, not Shannon. I am keep on saying Shannon. Back to Favon. Yeah, I know, because you're not paying attention, but I am, ladies and gentlemen, Ooh, so it's okay. Boy, I tell you. I tell you. The cornrows were just a little bit too tight. Wow. The brain cells. Wow. I'm, gonna let it, I'm not going to say anything else. I'm, <laughs> okay, it's fine. Keep on going. Were bro. they tight, though? Who did them for you? Uh, my, my girlfriend at the time did them for me. How long something like that take? Oh, dude, there were times where it would take like, she would do it so intricately. It was like three hours. Don't you think that's kind of a vanity thing? Oh, it was totally vanity. Like I would use, I would be walking around and I, dude, they were like to my back. I bet you think this song is about you, Steve. Oh, dude, dude. It was redented to the point. I, it took me looking in the mirror I had like two big old earrings and everything. I was like, oh no. And I looked at Maj and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a father. And so I let him shave my head. Wait, yo, you had this when you were a dad? Yeah, 22. When when he was born. I bet you looked like Leroy on Fame. My mom used to watch Fame. We watched Fame at our house too. You know what? It was actually kind of a terrible show. It was bad, but it, I had never seen anything like it. Like I had never seen the a, a movie or a show about how hard it is to do something. I'm like, oh, this is really cool. Always trying to one up the other person. I'm like, oh, this is groovy. Now it's not a big deal. But at the time, fame was pretty, it was pretty, I was like, wow, this is, this is dope. I used to like watching it. Hey, what was that guy's name? His name was Gene Anthony Ray. He died. No, did he? I didn't know that. Damn, and you were talking bad about him too. Speaking ill of the dead, Steve, man, what else you going to do on this show today? If I say it today, if I make, if I start singing it at the house, my mom will die laughing to the day. I mean, she'll fall out laughing to this day. Did she like him? No, she just, she liked the main girl. Irene Cara? Yes. Who, oddly enough, was on house the other day. Oh, that's right. You're doing your house rewatch, your little house rewatch. You need to start getting in the house. I'm in the house right now, baby. I'm going to finish this up real quick. Love it. So, yeah, Favon wants to let us know that she's okay, and she wants to explain her syncable episode. So, you know, what? why the hell not? says, because my heart rate is already low, when I'm standing for a while, my heart does not pump blood to my brain, and I faint. That came from me checking facts after talking to the doctor. I not only check podcast facts, I check facts in everyday life. Love you guys, and again, I love the show. Favon, this is what happens here. When you start to feel like you're, you're getting a little lightheaded, you need to either lie down. If you can, you know, you, ne- you never know when this is going to happen. So if you're able to lie down for a second, just put your feet up, put them up in the air. All that blood just goes right back to your brain. Boom. You're back in business again. You're welcome. So you've, you, you've, no, you've uh, ran into patients that have this? Oh, dude. Yeah. I've had so many people go syncopal on me and I just, you just lift their legs up and they're right back to normal again. Syncopal. Mm-hmm. I've never heard the name that word before. I just said it. I'm done with you, Dan. Actually, I think I skipped the whole thing. Oh, I did. She says she suffers from something called vasovagal syncopal syndrome. Yes. Yeah. So both of those things. Vasovagal. That's like when you, uh, like, have you ever been to the doctor Mm -hmm. and you're going to get a shot? Maybe you don't like shots. You're like, oh, 
Starting to feel, I've never had that. I've seen it happen. I'm starting to feel a little bit lightheaded, dog. I mean, you know what I mean? Fall down, yes. you seize or something. That's vasovagal. Syncopal is like if you just pass out, if I'm not mistaken. The vasovagal is like the, the pre-syncope. Do you talk to people and be like, are you vasovagal? And they'll be like, yeah. No, you don't say, are you vasovagal? No? No. Vasovagal is just a, no, you don't ask that. That's very personal stuff. Is it really? No. But uh, no, oh. you, 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 no, it's just a vasovagal syncope syndrome. I never really heard of it. It makes complete sense in the terms. To but, you. Yeah. In your, when she said it to me, I said, all those words make no sense. You went for real? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Favon. No, I was worried because she's like, when, when she started telling me the story, I was just like, oh, no. So if you're hanging out with her and she starts to go vasovagal, getting a little clammy, starting to feel not so right, you say, Favon, lay down. You just, you just lift her legs up for her. Hold what her if feet we're up outside? The then you have her lay down and you put her feet up. On the ground? What are you going to do? She's, she, if you don't have her lay down, she's going to fall down. Well, she said as long as she's walking, it's fine. But once it starts going, it's over. I'm just trying to tell you how to fix a problem, bro. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So, all right. I think we'll get the show back on track at some point. What else we got? Oh, there's some information I want to uh, thank you for all your emails. But there, um, there's something that you guys will be emailing about later on. So let me go ahead and make a... Uh, a, uh, oh my gosh, how am I not remember this word? When you finally give up. You guys were right. What's that word? Oh, were you doing your mea culpa thing? There we go. Um, oh, by the way, we do have a iTunes review, but go ahead and go with this. Oh no, first do the iTunes review. Then. So we do have an iTunes review and I almost forgot and I'm sorry about this. It's a very short but sweet one and we're going to go ahead and say it right now. Steve, it's a five star and it says, you Ooh. need these heroes in your life. This one comes from Stark 42 That is my man, Joe says, Dan and Steve are awesome. They put out a great podcast every week. Funny, informative, and entertaining. Like I said, short but sweet. Thank you, Joe. I really appreciate it, man. And by the way, if you want to hear a very good podcast, listen to StartCast, hosted by Joe Stark. He's got all your favorites on there, and it's fantastic. It's a great conversation, usually a little over two hours long, sometimes longer than that, and it's always worth a listen. So StartCast, everyone. Subscribe. Love it. What's up? Thank you so much for the review, my brother. Um, I want to say something real quick. I just want you to know... Joe, that I've been down with this podcast, not mine, ours, talking about yours, since day one. If you go back and you listen to episode one and Steve said, hey, what are you into? You're like one of the first things that pops up. Just just saying. So, Joe, you're doing a fantastic Dang, job, my man. Look at you. You got to recognize it when it's real. You know what I mean? Game recognized game. Game recognized game. Exactly, sir. So, this week, at Com- there was San Diego Comic-Con. It's a little get-together in San Diego. Um, that we decided not to go to. It's a little, it's a little to do that happens down south. A little, little to do. Um, it was announced that finally, Endgame overtook freaking Avatar. They did it as the number one movie of all time. Now, they freaking did it. You know what's weird to me right now? What's that? No one's tripping on it. No, it made a little bit of news, but everybody was like, eh. I'm like, wait, what? This is huge. <laughs> I have to imagine that there's at least one person that listens to this show that remembers us talking about that, right? So I kind of mm-hmm. want to touch on that just for a second because we had this full conversation about, well, 
even if Endgame does beat them, they haven't really beaten them. And I was thinking about that the other day. Actually, I was thinking about this pretty much right after we recorded it. That's kind of a stupid statement. Do you know what I mean? Like, they beat them. So, they beat them. Fi- even if it was a 15 years in the making, they did beat them. No, I'm just saying you and I were both on that thing like, well, even if they, they do it, they didn't do it. No, they totally did it. We were just being, we were just in conversation mode, I think, and just kind yes. of carrying on flowing. But, so I'm not like, yes. I don't want to go back and be like, oh, I never meant that. I'm just saying we said some stupid shit. Endgame, congratulations. You freaking tackled Avatar. Yes. Well worth it. The movie blows. You get this. Congratulations to the Russo brothers. More exact. And, you know, it doesn't matter that it took 15 years to build up to this and one of them just did it off the jump. Either way. Either way. It really doesn't. I know you're being like facetious right now. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter, kind of, but it doesn't kind of. Well, the end result is still there. See, you're you're still trying to like. I'm not. In your head, you're trying to like win some weird conversation. No, I'm really not. It's over. I think. And the thing is, if there was any movie I thought deserved it. It was this one, and I'm still, you know what, here's how good Endgame is. I still am very, I'm very cautious of saying anything that's kind of a spoiler, and it's been out for months. I still won't say certain things on the podcast, because I'm like, has everyone seen it? I don't know. I still won't say stuff. That's fair. You know, I, I just think that. It's such an important experience. Like, I left that movie. I had never, well, rarely, very rarely have I felt the way I felt when I left in-game. I felt elated when I walked it out of the movie. It was pretty. I was, I had to take a few moments to like, it was, because remember, I'm, I don't, when people are like, okay, what didn't you like about the movie? I can't think of anything because I think it's a perfect movie. Me too. I'm saying perfect from beginning to end a perfect movie i'm with you brother and like i said i still have the rating we have our one or zero or i guess one out of five but then there's endgame so nothing has beaten endgame yet i'll probably never use that rating but endgame is in fact a rating on the show it is so amazing it's so amazing that i'm I, i'm i i don't want to watch it again no that's insane i know it's weird i just it's like it's so perfect to me that i'm just like it was an experience that i wanted that I had that I now can remember. You were good it's to your brain in the 90s, man. So your recollection of things is a lot better than mine. But I'm watching this movie all day long. In fact, oh, it drops it. on digital this month on the 30th. Guess who's you, buying it? You. Oh, yeah, of course. Should you when Disney's coming out with their streaming service? Yeah, I'm good with it. <laughs> I like but, to have a collection of movies. I don't think this is unusual. I, well, technically, when you have a digital copy... Because you're going to buy it and are you going to... Because nowadays, it's not a situation of downloading it onto something. Are you going to download it onto your computer and like have it on a hard drive? Or are you going to just have it in your iTunes collection? I will have it to where I can pretty much watch it anywhere. There we go. Movies Anywhere, in fact, is what I'm going to use it. What I'm going to use, I should say. Movies Anywhere? Yeah, it's an app. Like It'll connect your, your Vudu and your iTunes and what else? I don't even know because I really only use iTunes. But it'll connect all that to where you can, t- guess what? Watch these movies anywhere. Yeah, I, I think... The thing is, dude, it's just... Congratulations, man. Yeah, it's and dope. the Russo brothers. Good Lord. Good job. I mean, you nailed it. Props to you. You made a perfect... Which is... 
You made a perfect move. And on, uh, the, on the Comic-Con panel, did you see their notes that they had? You know, I didn't watch the panel, actually. Oh, they had a thing where they showed the notes of how they were going to, like, all the places that all the people had to go in these, like, time jumps. And how it was, like, on a whiteboard. And they had a picture of it. And I said, how did you connect? I mean, it was just random saying, these are all the points we have to connect. I said, oh, my God. And they freaking did it. Guess what, man? They're going to do it again. Phase four has already been announced. That was like the, the big announcement at SDCC. And it's crazy because they're they're really about to start this back up again. Think about when Iron Man came out. We had no idea what was to come, right? Mm-hmm. They're, I mean, now we know, but they're about to do it pretty much all over again with just a few of the remaining Avengers. And they made some pretty decent announcements, man. I don't even want to say decent. They made some amazing announcements. I'm kind of curious what you think about that. Here's the, here's the interesting part. They actually did... I mean, they really exploded the universe, not including Blade, because Blade does not give the props it deserves. But um, they they blew up the universe with a side character. Iron Man was not going to be the choice of the choices. It was just like, we have the rights to this guy. And Johnny Favs, Dan. Let's give RDJ his credit too, though. I would give him the credit. But I think Johnny Favs deserves 97% of it. Who would have picked him? He was, remember, he was a guy they're like, oh, this guy's kind of, you know, he'd gone to rehab. He was kind of on the, who yeah, would have they totally took a Johnny? chance on him. But Dude. then again, he already had a kiss, kiss, bang, bang out. So they knew that his chops were still there. Yes, but like a lot of people, I mean, only Johnny Favs would look for chops for Iron Man. And that San Diego Comic-Con, pre, uh, that, that trailer, I have never seen a trailer that good at Comic-Con since that day. Since that very day. And mind you, that was YouTube days where you couldn't really like just go to Twitter and no, it was such a big deal that you went to Fate or to uh, YouTube and someone had their phone watching it. And that trailer, dude, I said, oh, I'm in the Iron Man turns out. I wasn't in, but I was like, I'm watching that movie because remember, I think you and I were Johnny Fab fr- uh, fans from, I mean, not only Swingers, but Made. Yeah. You know, we're like, oh, we're in for Johnny Fab. Right. So I was in. But the thing is, as good as that script was, if they would have put, I mean, they wouldn't do this, of course. But what if they would have put, say, I don't know, I'm going like extreme. But what if they'd have put like Travolta <laughs> in that role? Oh, we would not God. have this MCU right now. We would not That's be talking very, about it, Endgame. So they made... The right choice. RDJ has a lot to do. with. I don't think you're giving him the credit he deserves. You're going 90-10. I think with, during that time, technically Travolta might have been more marketable than, uh, than RDJ. Right. Might have been more marketable. Because of Pulp Fiction, right? Yes. They would have been made more sense. But then what? Get Shorty was fantastic. And then after that, yep. he started doing the Travolta thing. And he's continued to do it to this day. Totally. But I would say at the time... I would have put my money on Tony Stark. Never forget Battlefield Earth. Okay, I that movie was pretty freaking bad, dude. Yeah, I know. That movie is pretty freaking bad. That's I what that I'm saying. Killed so Barry Pepper's uh, career. And the thing is, is that Travolta was sort of on top of his game, so we thought, yes. when he did this movie. Yes. He was, you know, he was definitely uh, in the spotlight. And people wanted him, and then he did. <laughs> but wasn't that, didn't that have to do with Scientology, that movie? Wasn't that an uh, L. Ron Hubbard? Oh, yes, it was totally Scientology. So that's why the movie got made, right? 
Yes. Poor decisions, Travolta. And then he's yes. just been a weirdo ever since. And 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 Tony and look again all through this. Uh, RDJ props, but Johnny Fabs all the way through has been there, executive producing these movies. Um, uh, I mean, Joss Whedon. Who would have thought Joss Whedon? Be like Buffy's gonna the guy from that directed Buffy's gonna come and he came in and delivered. He came in and delivered. Yeah. And so more props to all the people that were involved. And then the Russo brothers capping it off. You deserve. Every bit of the props you're getting, even though I don't think it's as much as should be given online, you deserve every bit of the props for having the number one movie because it's a perfect movie. A perfect movie. Congratulations, Russo Brothers. Avatar was a fluke. The end. Hey, I don't care. I got enough people agreeing with me where it doesn't even matter anymore. (laughs) The funny thing is more people disagree because more people saw more people saw it. I would dare to go back. If we could take this, this can't happen, obviously, but if we were able to take a poll again Uh and go over how we talked about this movie and does it stand up to where it did when you first saw it, I think that the numbers would change. Um, I don't know why you're defending it. You just said on the other episode that it was a terrible movie, but it was visually beautiful. It was visually stunning. Okay, visually, but it's not the whole enchilada, my friend. No, but I'm saying it deserves, um, I mean, look, it deserves its place. I think that more movies will overtake it as time goes on. It, but when you look at that number, that is a massive number. So I think as movies go forward and they become better, I uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the next Avatar unseats second place. I was just about to ask you that. I don't think that'll happen myself. Because that now... Unseat? Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, dude. I really don't. I think that uh, people kind of know what's up now. And yes, they're waiting to see these movies. But if it comes with the script that it had in mm-hmm. Avatar, I just hope, let's just say I hope that James Cameron's learned a few things. Like, he's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Visually stunning, the movies that he makes. And, and I like a lot of James Cameron movies. But I just hope he's learned something. You know, you learn from your mistakes and you improve on them, right? That's true. So, yeah, that That's movie true. was whack. Uh, come on. It was. Admit it. It was not great. It wasn't. Thank you. See, now not we're great. see now we're on the same page. I, I said it's visually stunning. So did I. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And But that here's the thing. That says a lot about how visually stunning it was by just off the visuals alone, it became the highest grossing movie of all time. That's a hell of a feat. You know how many visually stunning people I see walk by a day and I'm like, you know what? I bet you they're terrible people. I'm never really at the hospital that much anymore. I didn't say I'm at the hospital. I'm just saying... Uh-huh. I know, but that I'm the only visually stunning person that I know. Oh, God. And my, you know, and, you know, joking. <sighs> well, at least somebody loves you. Yes. Um, which one do you think is going to make more money? Oh, we probably should talk about it first. Never mind. Yeah, let's go there. All right, go for it. So there was a list. We're not going to go, like, if you want to hear the Marvel breakdown from SDCC, there are plenty of other podcasts. We're just going to touch on it real quick, and then we have more important business to get to. Because let's face it, the weekend's already passed. The people that were giving a shit about SDCC, have they already know this stuff. We're just giving our thoughts on it in a very brief fashion. So let's talk about the movies that were announced. And some of them that really weren't announced, they were just sort of back-ended at the end. That might be even more important, in my opinion. I'm going to go ahead and give the breakdown for the Marvel Phase 4 schedule. What we know for fact is going to happen, okay? Yes. May 1st, 2020, we get the Black Widow movie, which I think is well-deserved. I think Scarlett Johansson has put so much of herself into the MCU that it's only fair she gets her own movie. Oh, silence. Please give me your opinion on that. 
I'm just not looking forward to it. I am actually. I'm looking forward That's to good. it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm just like. <laughs> I mean, I really am not. I mean, I know a lot of people want to know what happens in Budapest. I'm just like, eh. dude. I'm telling you right now, Black Widow will be better than Captain Marvel. Lord have mercy. The more I think about that movie, has nothing to do with Brie Larson. So get off my tip. It's it's not a favorite movie of mine. And I've watched it several times since because Gail hadn't seen it yet. We actually got it and we watched it. And even she was like, it's fine. It's okay. I like that movie a lot. I think I don't know. I know only because of my uh how much I like. I'm not going to like Black Widow. I think it's gonna be fine. I've always liked Black Widow. I've always been okay. a fan of Scarlett Johansson, so that's why I'm into this movie. Okay. But I've always that been a fan sense. of Brie Larson too. I went in first day, watched it a couple of times. It just didn't hit me. Like I again, totally I'm not gonna it. go over, I'm not gonna rehash yeah. things. But yeah. I think that I've seen this movie enough to know that I think it's a subpar movie. And okay. that I think that we were just all marvelized about it. And and that's just my opinion. Totally you know, fair. agree to disagree, guys. I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend anybody. Not my favorite movie. Okie dokie. All right. So next yep. up, fall of 2020. So it's kind of like back and forth because there's movies that are coming out. And then, of course, there's Disney Plus shows. This one's a Disney Plus show that we're going to get in fall of next year. The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Now, we already knew about this one. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? You think it's going to be good? It's going to be. Um, it's going to be for the diehards. That's what I think. I think that the reception was beautiful on the stage. I thought it was awesome because he had the shield and everything. But I don't think that that's going to make me buy Disney Plus. I think the collection of everything will, but I don't think that that's enough. That that show is not going to make me buy Disney Plus. You know who the villain's going to be? Who? Baron uh, was Baron Zemo, I think it is, from is Captain that? America. Oh, really? Yeah, that's the villain throughout this. Okay. And I think that they're going to tie in. I, I think that's what's going on. I think they're going to sort of show the transition from Falcon to Captain America, maybe, or at least start playing with that a little bit. Okay. So that, you know, I'm down. I'm getting Disney Plus. Uh, mind you, it's not going to be bad. Here's what I will tell you. It's not going to be a bad show. All I'm saying is that for me to get another streaming site, that wouldn't do it. I think you're crazy. You're not going to get Disney Plus. No, I'm, I'm saying if I was going to get it, that wouldn't be the selling point. It's going to be a collection of everything. Well, sure, but I'm asking yeah. you, are you going to get Disney Plus? Like, for real, are you going to get it? Of course. Timestamp. I have to because there's certain movies that Disney is going to have exclusively because they own ABC. They own all these networks that you're like, okay, I'm going to need Disney to walk because they're going to pull all their stuff from all the other streaming sites. I'm not entirely unsure that they're going to absorb Hulu as well. Oh, no, I didn't, Comcast. Didn't Comcast buy Hulu? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I'm not going to research that live think, on the show, but yeah, I'm thinking yeah. that at some point Disney's going to own everything. So you might as well just hop on the train now. Yeah, for sure. So November 6th, 2020, that's my birthday, by the way, the Eternals movie comes out. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not going to front. I don't really know that much about the Eternals. Do you have any knowledge you want to kick about that one? I do not know the Eternals, but I do like the, f- I did not expect the announcement. And I, I'm sure the other people knew, the, like a lot of people in the building knew a lot of the other people that were going to be in it. But the Kamel Nanjiani, I was like, oh, my God. Salma Hayek, Angelina yes. Jolie. I'm going to keep I'm going to go into this one with an open mind because okay. I got to be honest with you. I'm not particularly thrilled with any of the cast. It's not that I don't like them. It's just mm-hmm. they're just OK to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Angelina yeah. Jolie 
that's a that's a odd pool because I feel like she's sort of been out of it for a while. I'm sure she'll do fine. Now Gianni, he's kind of hit or miss for me. Okay. And then Salma Hayek, I mean, she's beautiful. And she's she does okay too, but I'm just not all that thrilled about this. Maybe it's because I don't have the fandom of the Eternals, and that's probably what it is. But I didn't know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy, and I ended up loving that. So yeah, Feige knows what he's doing. I'm just gonna go ahead and put faith in him and and see what happens on November 6, twenty twenty. Hopefully, I don't yeah. get a shitty movie for my birthday. No, and and for me, it's like I've always loved Kumail, and it's dope. It's so weird because he put up a thing saying. A few years ago, I was interviewing Stan Lee on this stage, and now I'm part of the MCU. I was like, that is a jump. (laughs) That's a jump. I'm like, yeah, he's becoming a, he's like becoming a thing. Oh, he's definitely, I mean, he's been around for a long time, and he just seems to be getting more and more popular. I'm just saying, personally, his brand of humor doesn't really do it for me. I liked The Big Sick, but like his uh, episode in Twilight Zone, it's just okay to me, you know, but it's just me though. Like, yeah, fuck me. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I'm not particularly excited with this cast to be honest with you, but okay. who, who's to say that it won't be incredible. Okay. Then of course they get into February 12th, 2021 with the Shang-Chi movie, Shang-Chi and the legend of the 10 rings. Again, I'm not going to front. I don't really have that much knowledge about it. So I don't know anything about, it. I've never heard this. Before. I find this super intriguing though, because again, this is Marvel doing what they do. They're setting up a whole other saga. I would imagine who knows exactly what they're going to do, but I know that they know. Yeah. So much work went. I mean, they've casted it and I'm like, wow, Marvel was working. Goodness gracious, dude. But not a lot to say about it. Right. I mean, we just, yeah, we I, have just no, I have no idea who it is. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with this one with an open mind too. I have a feeling it'll be dope. I do appreciate that it's going to be the first Asian superhero and all of that, but I'm not going to base a movie on political correctness. Like if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. But I do appreciate that they're starting to have some diversity. Not that they didn't before, but they are truly going for diversity in phase four. Okay. Uh, Spring 2021, WandaVision, Disney Plus series. Got to be honest with you, not at all interested in that. I'll watch it just to be in conversation, but I'm not interested. I think I might watch that. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch it. But uh, the whole WandaVision thing just doesn't really do it for me. Hmm. I'm just saying. It's just me, man. Again, who who cares, man? Grain of salt. Why are we fighting today, man? I'm I'm not saying anything. I'm just hearing Dan. I'm hearing Dan go. I'm like, man. I'm playing, dude. Uh, May 7th. Now, this is an interesting name for this movie. And obviously, it's given us a little clue to something. But May 7th, 2021, we have Doctor Strange. In the Multiverse of Madness. It's kind of an over-the-top name, right? That is a very, very over-the-top name. Sounds like a, like, like an animated movie to me for some reason. But, um, I mean, I liked the first Doctor Strange, so this should be good, too. Uh, moving on, spring 2021, we get the Loki Disney Plus series. I think that's going to be really good. Oh, it's going to be fantastic, I think. I think. I don't know what kind of shenanigans he's going to pull. I don't know how exactly they're going to set that up. But I've always liked Loki. And I think that they're bringing him, giving him his own show for a reason. You know, I mean, obviously this is a draw to bring fans over to Disney Plus. But if anyone was going to have a solo show, I think Loki's a perfect fit. For sure. For sure. Uh, rounding it out, we have summer 2021, uh, What If? And then we have uh, fall 2021, we have the Hawkeye show. And, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> what yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he was dope. He was dope in Endgame, but we'll, we'll see I, what I happens. Put, I'm as excited about that as I am with Black Widow. 
Here's the deal. The, the more interesting movie, like I'm excited about a movie. I'm very, very excited about a movie, which we'll get to in just a second. A couple of them, actually. But an interesting movie to me seems to be the one that's coming out November 5th, 2021, which is Thor 4, Love and Thunder, directed by Taika Waititi. And it's going to be starring Natalie Portman as Mighty Thor. It's going to be good. I mean, it's also starring Chris Hemsworth, and it's going to have, mm-hmm. um, oh God, Valkyrie. Why am I blanking on her name, Steve? I love her. You shouldn't have even said anything. Otherwise, I would have just spit out her name, dude. What Back the fuck's her name? You. Why am I, why am I blanking? Hold on. Oh, Tessa Thompson. I don't know yeah. why I couldn't figure that out for a second, but yeah. And I've read this series with Homegirl as Thor. And so I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were going to do it. I just happened to read this series. And it was really, it's really good. What are your thoughts on Natalie Portman playing Mighty Thor? I think she, I mean, it, she doesn't look too far off the character in the comics. She's always just nailed her roles, so... More power to her. Yeah. I, I'm very excited about this movie, but I like that Taika who's involved with this one. Uh, Taika, rather, sorry. And uh, yeah, I, I think that this is one of the movies that I'm looking forward to most. Out of actually yeah. everything that we've talked about, that's probably the one that I'm looking forward to the most. I agree. Well, Taika, I agree. You know, I mean, he really doesn't do... He He's an upstanding young stuff. man. You know what I mean? Yes. And so when Taika's attached, I'm, I'm in. Right. So there's a couple more things that Kevin Feige talked about because right at the end, he's like, oh, and a couple things we didn't get a chance to say. My guess is that he's going to announce these things at D23 because it's a Disney thing. They got to have something up their sleeve, Of right? course, of course. And the movies that he did very, just very subtly mention, of course, is Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. Uh, there's already a lot of fan casting going on with this one. And I think I, I read the best one the other day. I'm so sorry. I don't remember who said it, but you know what? Very good. Uh, let's go. Krasinski. Oh, Sean Veasy. Oh, Sean. Okay, yeah. So let's go Krasinski, Mr. Fantastic. Uh, Invisible Woman is going to be, of course, Emily Blunt in this scenario. And then David Harbour as the thing. And I don't think that you could pick anybody better than David Harbour. I think this has, like, it's just, it's perfectly tailor-made for him. Now, you know, I'm not going to count Hellboy because that movie was terrible. But... It, I don't think that's necessarily David Harper's fault. But here's the deal. It's really not going to happen, and here's why. He's going to be in the Black Widow movie. It's fan casting. I got excited, and I started running with it, and then I just realized at the last minute, oh, this isn't yeah. going Well, th- then again, there are people that are in multiple M- M- MCU uh, movies. But are there any other actors in the last movies from the MCU where they played different people? There are. I'm not um, counting Chris Evans. As Johnny Storm. Yeah, I know, but there is another one that actually they did play. Who is it? Don't make me. Don't make me. No, no, it's cool. Yeah, okay, go ahead. But anyway, yeah, that's not going to happen, but I think that he would have been a perfect pick for it. So let's hope that he's doing something in Black Widow because he totally could have been the thing. Now, the big announcement, too. I know it's going to be for you, Steven. I'm very curious to see what your thoughts are. We have not talked about this on purpose. We're getting a new Blade movie, and it's going to be starring Mahershala Ali. Dude. What do you think, man? Dude. Like, when he put on that hat, and, and the thing is, remember, they said that what happened was, um, so, oh, by the way, Jarvis and Vision are the same person, technically. Yeah, yeah but I, don't, I wouldn't really count that. One stemmed from the other. Anyway, sorry. Okay, anyway. So um, he won the Oscar and went to the MCU and went to Marvel's office and saying, I want Blade. 
Yeah. That's power play right there. That is a thing. That means he had been eyeing it for, or his agent was like, dude, you know what you should do? You know, and, and the thing is, he's going to do a, I know he's going to do a wonderful job. I hope somehow Wesley is involved. Somehow. Because, I mean, there is, this does not happen without Wesley fighting for this in the beginning. This whole Blade thing does not happen. And so I think they should, he should be either, a, I mean, like, a, he should have a executive producer or producer credit. Something. Because he's, why this exists. I mean, yes and no. Yes, he played Blade, but is he really why this exists? Yeah, he fought for it for the first one. Did he really? Okay. No, yeah, because he didn't remember before that there were no Marvel movies, really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he fought for it. They were like comic what and a dark comic book movie after uh, Batman. I know there's like a ton of love for Blade. I didn't get into Blade the way you did. And, uh, you know, it doesn't mean anything. It's like I think that looking back, like I haven't actually rewatched them again, but looking back at trailers because I was kind of flirting with rewatching them. To me, they seem a little dated. I think it's time for an update. Oh, for sure. And I, I just think that if if I were doing it, I would definitely call Wesley and be like, hey, do you want a production credit on this or something? Because I think that's the re I mean, when you that's the reason Mahershala fought for it is because the 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 thought in the back of his head was we grew up with that blade and he wanted to do it, too. He's a great I mean, the fact that they said, yeah, let's do it. Who's that's a, a big deal. Uh, oh, I mean, it depends, dude. Man, are you serious? Like, here's the thing. I was thinking that I, you were going to be like, dude, come on. Seriously. I don't think Mahershala could play Nino Brown. No way. Mahershala could not have come up with Nino Brown from New Jack City. He just, he had a swag that Mahershala doesn't have. Yeah, they definitely carry themselves differently. And when he was talking around that table, be like, don't anybody know nothing? I was like, oh, this dude seems like he's for real Nino Brown. <laughs> this guy is scary. I just want to go on record here. Do you think that their talent is equal? I think, here's my thing. I think they're different. Like, one of them is an action star. It's not, like, for me, I just think what they both do, they do differently. Like, I don't think Mahershal is going to do action as well as, he won't do action as well as Wesley. He can't because he's not a black belt. So he won't do action as well as Wesley does. They're going to have to do a lot of trickery. But I think he's going to do fine. I think if they were both going for a dramatic thing, I'd be like, oh, well, Mahershal's going to do a better job at that. Mm -hmm. But as an action star, I'm calling it now. I don't think he's going to do as well as Wesley in his prime. No. Passenger 57. You know, no, you're just not going to do that. He was like, they. you'd see him fighting on the, like, oh, he's doing that stuff. I don't think that's going to be Mahershala. Take somebody like Charlie Cox. Now, mm-hmm. to the best of my knowledge, I don't think that he's trained in martial arts or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? Or take somebody know. like, say... Keanu Reeves. Now, Keanu Reeves has some, some background in martial arts. But if you take oh, somebody God, like, say, Dominic Cooper in Preacher, there's some pretty entertaining action going on with these scenes. And they're done yeah. in a single shot. They're so it's fun. possible. It just depends it's, on the choreography, you know? Yes. It, but it's not going to be, I don't think he's not going to be an action star because that's not what he's wanting to be. I don't think he, well, maybe he does. Maybe I don't know he is wanting head. to be that though. Maybe he wants to be that. I just, I'd have to see it first 
and see, because maybe he's like, I'm tired. Like, maybe he says, I've always wanted to be this guy, but I just was always cast as another sort of individual. So if he pull, I mean, if he like delivers an action, an action packed performance the way Wesley did, that's dope. I I think it's just going to be a different blade. It's going to be different. I think it may be more dramatic. Who knows? But I loved the first blade. Like even the first scene when they, you know, the guy is scrambling for help and he falls upon these boots in the middle of this vampire thing and he looks up and it's the daywalker. Jesus, dude. That's just like, oh my God. That's how you make an entrance. So yeah. I think it's going to be really, and then I don't know if Chris Christopherson's in this one. I don't know. Chris Christopherson ain't going to be in this movie. I don't know. He looks, I mean, he does not really do the super duper aging thing. <laughs> I don't know. If he's in this movie, it's going to be a very, like these, like what you're saying. If they, He's put, dead. I'm tripping. He's dead. If they give any, is he? Chris Christopherson's not, not dead? A real, I'm saying in the movie. He's dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I, the that's Blade the thing is that I can't even, I can't even wax about Blade has been so long. But to be fair, I should watch these movies. In fact, I said I was going to a while back and I just never got around to it. But now that this is happening, I'm definitely going to have to be on the up and up and, and at least have something to compare. Not that I'm yeah. always trying to like, this is better than that or whatever, but I, you know, it's, it's only fair. I should watch blade. Like Maj watched the first one and the first uh, action scene. And he looked, he's like, yeah, I'm watching this movie. I was like, Oh, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm watching this. I was surprised. What's the one with Steven Dorf? Second one. No, that's the first one. That's the first one. That's the first one. I am not a big Steven Dorf guy, but I'm going to go ahead and watch it anyway. Yeah. That's the first one. And the, uh, Steven Dorff actually did a good job as a villain. The second one with uh, was Guillermo del Toro's run, and he made it a horror movie. Like, he's like, no, we're going to do some scary stuff. And he did. He did a really good job. Third, The third one is the one that people unanimously said fell apart. But the second one, the first and second blades are like, there's a reason Guillermo del Toro went for that. He's like, oh, I can do something in this universe. Is he and your he dream did. director for this blade? Oh, no question. I would love Guillermo to take a, because he would, he does, he does a lot of practical effects. He'll have people in these masks, you know, I think that's a big deal, but I have to also understand that Guillermo will be working with someone different now. I don't know how that goes. I don't know how that rolls. I don't know if it's going to be the same blade he had in his. So maybe it's better to get a newbie, brand new newbie. Like I said, an indie horror director to kind of do it. Because, I mean, you could either go indie horror, in my opinion, or you can go someone who does action movies. Someone who just is really good at action movies. Like, what? Who are they going for? Who is their prime audience? What if, for the sake of, you know, experiencing the MCU and the popularity of his movie, what if they got Ryan Coogler? Oh, man. It would be cool. But I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, uh, I think for me, I, I, cause it's, it's me being selfish. I'd want him to concentrate fully on Black Panther 2. Black Panther 2. That's fair. Yeah. I just would want him to, um, fully be in that because now that, I mean, which, who do you, th- which one do you think is going to make more money? Black Panther 2 or Blade? Blade. You think Blade's going to make more money than Black Panther 2? 
Well, I believe Black Panther 2 is going to come out first because they don't have a necessarily have like a did they even announce that? I don't even think they have timelines for those yet either. Well, so he, I think yeah, it really no, depends on what comes signed. out first. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's anybody's guess. I mean, if any if everyone that went to see the I mean, the first Black Panther and then more, I mean, it's already what number 9 in the, the biggest all-time movies of all time. Yeah, it's already established, so it's not like you can know. really argue that. You know what I mean? Not you personally. I'm just saying like it's already been done. <laughs> so yes. it's made a huge impact. And I don't know if uh, Blade could actually, you know, beat that. But I'll tell you one thing. Mahershala Ali is a way better actor than Chadwick Boseman. I would say yes. I think he's a great actor, but I would come say on. yes. And the Mahershala. hard thing is like Chadwick didn't have to be an action star because he's in CGI. They put on that suit and he's disappears into whatever he's doing. Mahershala is going to have to somehow balance the two because there's no, there's not going to be a mask he can put on. He's going to have to, they're going to have to figure out like, you know, when you see the behind the scenes of the first blade, there's like, uh, you know, Wesley attached to like pulleys. (laughs) Yeah. That's what's going to be Mahershala. It's not going to be like, all right, let him disappear into CGI. They did, they did a CGI fight and blade and it looked terrific. Horrific. It looked like a cartoon. There were some pretty shoddy shots in Black Panther. There was some, but it, yes. I think that that, um, I mean, when you look at the budget, you're like, oh, even with that massive budget, they had to cut. I mean, I mean, that's a, which is amazing to me, but uh, they had to cut corners. There is some interesting CGI in Black, in, uh, Black Panther, but I don't, I think for, for Blade, I don't even know what the budget's going to be, but knowing Marvel... I don't think they're going to give him a crappy budget. I don't think so. With Mahershala, the fact that Mahershala walked in the building and they just said, okay, let's do it. That means they're messing around with money that they're like, sure, why not? We can't lose. People are going to go see, people have been calling for Blade for a long time. And you saw the reception in which, mind you, San Diego Comic-Con reception is not indicative of the world. They're very, they're a very niche audience. Even if it's like, we had an we had a Comic Con whatever of thirty thousand people. If thirty thousand people see your movie, it's a failure. So Comic Con is a good kind of let's see what rumblings it's a, it it's makes. It's a perfect gauging. Yes, of of a certain audience because only a certain group of a certain amount of people are going to pay money to go to that place for that thing. Uh, yeah, I hear you, but it's also getting more and more popular, even though, like we were saying last week, that it's getting away from what an actual con used to be. It's getting more and more popular. And so by it doing so, you're getting a bigger demographic of people in there now. So I think that it's more representative of like like everyday culture and everyday people. You know what I mean? Now, it's, I don't believe it is so niche now. I think it's more I think it's even getting more. I think the niche is changing. That's it. I don't think it's getting broader. I think it's becoming more reviewers. More podcasters, more, it's just becoming a different niche. And I don't think that it's a, uh, like, we'll be able to see how many people go see these movies because of Comic-Con. Like, when you get online and look at the Comic-Con panels, most of them aren't in the millions watching. I think people outside of that building don't be like, oh, I missed it. I got to watch this. Like, no, it's, it's just a thing that people know happens. They know it occurs. You know what I'm saying? I did watch the panel, the Supernatural panel, as much as I could, you know, because it's the last season. So I try to go back and actually look at 
well, how, how many of these videos can I find? I'll try to find them, but that's a, I'm not even in the niche of trying to go. It's just me looking on the backside of it. There's a certain niche of people that just go fly out there, get a hotel, pay the 300 or whatever dollars you take for a ticket and go to that thing. I apologize. I just found something right now, Steve. I didn't mean to like leave you hanging there for just a second, but I yeah. just read that an hour ago, Wesley Snipes made a statement Uh-oh. about Blade. Would you like to hear? Oh, I would love to. What do you think he's going to be? Positive, negative, what? I think he's going to be like, I'm happy that the thing that I grew back in the day is about to have a resurgence and hopefully it's done correctly. Okay. What he says is, to all the daywalkers losing their minds right now, chillax. Although the news comes as a surprise, it's all good. So I like that he's going with 90s terms, first of all. Chillax. And early 2000s, yeah. But anyway, because, you know, Blade, 90s. Of course. It's kind of dated, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. um, such is the business of entertainment. Much peace to the MCU crew, always a fan. Snipe says, honor and respect to Grandmaster Stan. Congratulations and salam to Mahershal Ali, a beautiful and talented artist whose expressions I look forward to experiencing for many years to come. I'm probably butchering this word, but it says, inshallah, we will someday work together. But importantly to my loyal fans, the incredible outpouring of love is overwhelming. I am grateful for the never-ending support. So, nah, fret, nah, worry. It's not the end of this story. That's what he says. (laughs) Welcome to the Daywalker click. And then he says, funky, fresh, fat, dope at the end, too. So I think that's saying y'all need to kick back because I pre- probably got a lot of uh, why isn't Wesley involved? And he's just like, he admitted it's a surprise that he wasn't. Maybe he's like, you know what? I'm not going to say anything negative in case they try to call me. Exactly. Which is smart. And he's also just in this, like, if I seen, I've seen him in interviews recently and people are like, why haven't you and Denzel worked together since... Uh, Mo Better Blues. He's like, oh, I don't know, man. You know, but I wish him all the best. And I, he's in this weird, like, life is fine. Life is just fine. Everything's fine. Like, he's not one of those people that reach out for, hey, why I'm not getting the props I deserve. When people are like, you don't get the props you deserve. He's like, I'm fine. I'm doing movies. I'm good. There's people that have it worse. I'm like, oh, he's found like a zen. Where he's like, I'm I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? People know my name. He goes play. He doesn't, he can't really go anywhere without someone stopping him and be like, oh my God, Wesley Snipes. That's a good life. What's the last thing you saw him in? Um, there was a movie called, oh, I forgot the name of it. It was a um, he was a zombie killer or a vampire killer. Gallows, the gallows. It was a horror movie. Last thing I saw him in, he did this little appearance on the TV show in What We Do, uh, what we do in the Shadows. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? It's very, very brief, man. But I'm telling you, dude, you haven't started watching this show yet. You really should. I don't like to waste my breath, Steve. And I'm telling you, I'm, I feel like I'm wasting my breath. I'm trying to give you a good recommendation here. But there's one particular episode where it's him. And I'm not even going to ruin it. There's so many good people in this that you go, oh, my God, how'd they get all these people? It's pretty amazing. So let me ask you something. Sure. You are a fan of Comic-Con. I can't say that I've actually been there, but would, I would go in a New York minute. In a New York minute, you'd be at Comic-Con. For sure. You do not think this is an, over, an overrated convention? No. Not at all? No, not at all. Okay. 
you you think it's a good it's still a good thing for just the average person to go to what was in the news all weekend long where is marvel making their big announcements um you know i think i you know what i truthfully it, it is there i would not be surprised if um it starts to be a thing where people start being like i'm not going anymore well, I'll tell you right now that even if I ever get a chance to go, I'm sure there's going to be one point in that weekend where I'm like, fuck, there are so many people here. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I want to go. I want to go for the spectacle of it. I want to exactly. go to see if I can get into these panels. But that said, I think that's what a lot of people are doing. It's that important. This is where big news gets dropped. We now know what phase four is going to be. We now know that Blade exists, that Fantastic Four exists. You know, and that's a big thing. It didn't, but it wasn't as big as when Thor, Steve Rod, all those people were like, oh my God, they're making the Avengers. Yeah, but without sounding like I'm trying to argue with you, it's, it, that's your opinion. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that this is where, the, this is the hub. This is what all podcasts are talking about this week is what took place at the weekend. So yeah. Oh, I, mean, I, I know. This is the, Us. This, yeah. is the uh, this is the grand occasion right here, dude. And that's what I'm saying. I think we're talking. I'm. What I'll say is, I think I don't think. I think most people are going to be in a certain crew are going to be like San Diego Comic Con is never overrated. I do believe as time goes on, less and less people will be going, and it's going to be more and more marketing people. Where it's just like, oh, I'm in the marketing, and or I'm in doing this. It's not going to be for the everyman anymore. It's going to be like, oh no, it's not the nerd con anymore. It's just a thing. The only reason I say that is because. It's like there's certain people I hear saying, you know, on podcasts being like, oh, I'm not going. I'm like, oh, that was never, I don't remember ever hearing that. And the thing is, like I said, that so many people, it is so freaking packed. I saw a lot of complaints this weekend on Reddit about the way lines are, you know, taken care of and how, like, if you want to get into Hall H, you got to get there at three o'clock in the morning. Now, that's not new. But there were a lot of people talking about how bad the security was, you know, so I think as long as the the company that promote <clears throat> excuse me i think as long as the company that promotes comic con keeps their shit together and learns how to organize things and i think it'll always be this cool thing yeah one day there'll probably be something that'll surpass it but right now that's the hub oh well i don't think that's true i wouldn't go that i i'm only saying that it's going to change audiences i don't know if anything's ever going to overtake comic con i'm not saying yeah. next year i'm just I'll, saying that's a you know every everything runs its course but as far as I'm concerned, this is the hub. This is where every July I go and I get all my information, the new stuff that's coming out and the biggest announcements. That's true. And I remember that one year. Who came? Oh, no. This year, uh, um, uh, Tom Cruise was there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. My boy was there. My boy was there. So that would have been a fun thing. I would have gone and then left. <laughs> no, I would have actually wanted the Mahershala announcement was the big one for me. It was like, yeah, But you didn't know he was going to be there. Sure didn't. Nobody did. And I think it it was what I, again, I love the reception of it. Um, I didn't know, uh, again, a few of like the Eternals, they kept it really under wraps. And someone made a great point. They're like, the ability for Marvel to keep things under, like, there's no way Mahershala, where Mahershala Ali is right now, no one got a whisper of that news? Nobody? I think that there's whispers out there. There's little threads that we're missing, of course. Like, I don't think the Eternals was just like, oh, no one knew the Eternals was coming out. They've been talking but, about it. But, you know, it. like, on on when you look at, there's articles on the uh, on, on uh, Twitter talking about 
How do they keep this so under wraps? Because Mahershala Ali is huge. And then after the announcement, all these articles drop saying, this is how this happened. I'm like, was there a, an embargo? Because then everyone knew, oh, he won the Oscar. He walked in there, asked for Blade. They gave it to him. I was like, wait, what? Well, I would think that the moment that he walked off stage, he walked into the press panel. That's probably, yeah, that's true. And that's where he said it. That's amazing. I would be, it would be like, I would have at least been like, hey, Mahershala Ali walked into the Marvel offices today. Yeah, I'm sure it was under wrap. I mean, honestly, there's probably someone that's like, no, I read it here or there or whatever. But I think that when Feige tells you shush, you shush. The fact that he's like, oh, there's one more thing. It's almost like he knew what, like, here's the order in which it's going to make the biggest impact what we're doing. And yeah, I guarantee you that was all strategic. No. And the thing is, in his brain, he thought Mahershala Ali as Blade is the big one today. Yeah, I would have to agree with you. And Fantastic Four. Yes. And his finger is on the pulse of, oh, I know what's going to hit. Again, he was more pumped on Black Panther than I. I mean, when he was doing interviews being like, you guys aren't ready for what you're about to see. I'm like, well, he sure is pumped on this movie. And he has his pole. He has his finger on the pulse. He knows what's going to hit. He just is that good. I can, again, even though I'm not excited about Black Widow, Black Widow's going to make gangbusters. It's going to make a lot of money, dude. No question. Because he's that good. Who's directing it? Do you know? It's directed by Kate Shortland, who I'm not familiar with. Hey, Steve, I'm going to do us a favor real quick. Yeah. I'm going to actually put a like a just brick wall this part. There's all this Marvel talk that we're talking about because we have been talking about something that you have been working on. You've put work into this here. I think that we should go ahead and do this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to turn this over to Steve Hudson because he's got some things to say. So the other day, Dan, not the other day, but Dan says, have you heard 36 Chambers? I said no. So he's like, I really want you to listen to it. So ladies and gentlemen, I listened to it. And let me tell you something. I've been sleeping on Wu-Tang. I've been sleeping on him. No question. You're admitting that. I have been sleeping on him. It's an unfortunate thing, but it happened. I listened to the songs one time through. And at the end of it at the gym, I was like, yo, that album is crazy dope. Even the skits. Like, obviously I skipped the skits now, but the skits worked. The skits worked, and I was like, oh, that was fun. And now I just skip the skits. But I decided that I'm going to have a bit of a quick breakdown of what I thought of every song. I'm all ears, man. Not the whole not the whole song, but... Okay, so the first song we open with, Bring the Ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the, mother, bring the motherfucking ruckus. Bring the motherfucking ruckus. Ghost face, catch the blast of a hype burst. My clock burst, leaving a hearse. I did worse. I come rough, tough like an elephant tusk. Your head rush, fly like Egyptian musk. Oh, love this. Do you like Bring the Ruckus? Oh, yeah. I love the whole album, man. It used to bug me at first for some reason. Like when I first heard Wu Tang, and I'm going to turn it over to you. I really want to know your thoughts on this. But when I first heard Wu Tang, Riz's affect was a bit much for me. I wasn't even sure I liked Wu-Tang when I first heard him. You know what I mean? So that was my, like literally my first time hearing it. So when he's like, bring the motherfucking ruckus, it wasn't that he was cussing. Yeah. It was nothing like that. It just sounded like, I don't know. We'll see. I didn't give it a fair shot. Now I think it's a staple. It needs to be there. I love it as an opener. I love the beat. 
It doesn't give it doesn't get the beat of the CD or a CD. Lord have mercy. It, well, it was. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. It's in my car as a CD. Yeah, I got to update my shit. Leave me alone. <laughs> Your product of the 90s. You can say CD. It's on CD. I think the verse of the um the verse of the song goes or the best verse in my opinion goes to um inspector deck who has the best who has the best line with so bad stamping up the pad with the vocab crab a cream on a scream on your a like your dad bring it on so bad stamping up the pad with the vocab crab a scream on your ass like your dad bring it on i like that you said on your a you're like so that? innocent and uh and i think he has the hardest verse because i was like i was in mind you i was in the song the whole time but that verse was the one i was like Ugh, that's nasty. That's nasty. Bring it on. And it goes right. Back. That's dope, G. I love the beat. It's just not my favorite beat of the album. Love the track, though. I think that um, RZA definitely made an impact with how he... Now, again, someone brought up a good point. We can't be talking about cultural appropriation anymore. Like, this is plain out. <laughs> Wu-Tang Clan? Yeah. <laughs> Come on, G. We have to now talk about, okay, anyway, I'm not going to get in that conversation. But all through this album, I'm like, ooh, gee. But anyway. Let me give you my favorite line, though, and it's actually the opening one from Ghostface. Yeah. It says, Ghostface, catch the blast of a hype verse. My Glock burst, leaving a hearse. I did worse. I come rough, tough like an elephant tusk. Your head rush, fly like Egyptian musk. Like Egyptian musk. Come on, bro. That's nasty. That's so of its time right there. That's some nasty, That's nasty. shit right there. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I'm sorry. So it follows up with shame on a nigga. Shame on a nigga who tried to run game on a nigga who's butt wild with the trigger. Shame on a nigga who tried to run game on a nigga who's butt saw fuck ass up. Yo, hut one, hut two, hut three, hut. Old dirty bastard, live and uncut. Styles unbreakable, shatterproof. To the young youth, you wanna get gun? Shoot, blah. How you like me now? Don't fuck the style, ruthless wow. Do you wanna get your teeth knocked the fuck out? Wanna get on it like that? Well then, shout. Uh, your razor, your razor, hit me with the major. The damage, my clan understand it. Be this is the one song that I did. I did know this song from before, but I actually sat down and was like, okay. Wipe the slate clean. Who has the best verse? This is the one song that, well, one of the only songs that I've locked down that two people have separate best lines and separate best verse. The best verse is meth. Your razor, your razor, hit me with the major. The damage, my clan understand it. Be flavor, gunning, coming, coming at you. First, I'm gonna get you once I got you, I got you. You could never capture the method man stature for rhyming, for rapture. Got niggas resigning now, master my staff. Never, I put the fucking buck in the wild kid of terror. Razor sharp, I sever the head from the shoulders. I'm better than my competitor. You mean competitor, whatever. Let's get together. Shame on the nigga who tried to run game on the nigga. But the best line. Is from ODB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like what you're saying, Hudson. What he said, hut one, hut two, hut three, hut older, they vast alive and uh, God's like, uh that's a nasty line. But then he becomes ODB. Um, the next one is Clan in the Front. Clan in the front. Let your feet stomp. 
Niggas on the left, rags to death. Hoods on the right, wild for the night. Monks in the back, come on in the track. The who is coming through, the outcome is critical. Fucking with my style, sorta like a miracle on 34th Street. In the square of Herald, I gang Ella. The bitch caught a fits like Gerald. Deep Ferraro, who's full of sorrow, cause the hope didn't win. But the sun will still come out tomorrow and shine, shine, shine like Bow Nine. Here comes the drunk monk with a quarter Valentine. So, uh, the best line is, um, put on your earmuffs, kids. He's going to say ass. I mean, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not. I'm not really going to say it, but I feel you. Uh, it says, and this, the reason I like this line is because, like, I totally understand what they're saying. There's no question. They'll be like, oh, if you from the small town, your town has been pumping you up and you are not that dope. <laughs> I love how he says it in a cool little thing. It says, no response while I bomb your way. You ain't ish. Your whack ain't town got you gassed. The response while I bomb that ass. You ain't shit. Your whack ass town had your gas. Ego to something the Wu-Tang crush. Souped up niggas on the stage get rushed. I don't give a goddamn on the show. Just- and it's true. I was like, there's a there's an interview on this album that I, mean, I can't talk about because it's not part of a song song. But if it's a real interview by Wu-Tang, they're pretty much saying the reason we're going to blow up is because all these rappers are trash. And they really believed it. You got to bring that, though, man. I mean, he literally was like... Can't be like, we're Wu-Tang Clan, but there's room for everybody. No, this dude was like, they're trash. Now, Wu-Tang, Seventh Chamber. Yo, champion gear that I rock, you get your boots not. Then attack you like a bit, then lock shit down. Cause I hunt the Greeks to sound hardcore. But giving you more and more, like thing. Not sure to get you open like six packs. Killer bees exact. Flipping what? Murder one fat tracks, alright? I kick it like a night flight. Work like I get that ass far gone spike. Check the method from bedrock. Cause I rock your head to bed. Just like rocking what? This is a jam, dude. This is a jam. A legit jam. Uh, for me, again, if again, I don't know uh, how I miss this song only because the beat is so crazy to me. I'm like, how didn't, how was I out of the loop for this freaking song? It's another dope RZA beat. I mean, I can honestly say that on these these tracks right here, I had never, I haven't really heard beats like this. I could be honest with you. The whole out is pretty crazy. And it was almost underproduced on purpose. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I don't want to say it's underproduced because he did exactly what he wanted to do, but he made those those beats like just so raw. It's raw as fuck. And the dope thing is some people don't get verses. Not every song has all the members. Right. Sometimes it's just two, three. Sometimes it's all of them. But when it's all of them, you could tell because they each have like 16. When they get into like Wu-Tang forever, they start doing it more. And sometimes, just as just my opinion, I feel like it works against the songs. There's I so it. much you're trying to put in there. You because, know what I mean? Because, I mean, I'd rather you have a 24 or 32 than a 16. You know, because it's just so quick, G. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, best verse, Jizza. Best lines from the RZA. You get stripped from your garments. Boy, run your jewels. All the meth got me open like fallopian tubes. I think that's a dope rhyme. It's a fun little ditty. <laughs> the one that i'm just like oh that's clever 
I'm just picturing you stopping your car and being like, oh, that's clever. That's exactly what I did. I, I pulled it. over last night one of the times. I was like, I've changed my <laughs> mind. And I changed it. Um, this is my low point in the album. The next song. Can it be also simple? Started off on an Allen, 8K Shallon, niggas wallin', gunshots thrown and phone dialin'. Back in the days, I'm eight now, making a tape now. Ray gotta get a plate now. Ignorant and mad young, wanted to be the one till I got wild, felt one. Yeah, my pops was a fiend since 16, shooting that, that's that shit in his bloodstream. That's the life of a crimey, real life crimey. If niggas know the habits behind me, day one, yo, growing all up in the ghetto. Now I'm a weed fiend. I do not like this song, really. And I had to pick, so I'm like, sure, because it's only Raekwon and Ghost. I was like, fine, best first goes to Ghost. I had to pick a best line, so I go Raekwon with starting off on the island, AK to Shaolin, niggas wilding, gunshots, throwing the phone dialing. I like that the best. Sure. All right. (laughs) I mean, why not? So you're listening to this album in its entirety for the first time. Yes. At this point, what are you thinking? Are you like aware that you're, you've been sleeping on something for so long? Did it take a couple days to kind of sink in? No. When I was in the gym, I said, this is something special. It was something special. Did you get a good pump? Yes. After the clan in the front, I knew something. it was something special. Right on. Yeah, I knew it was something special. Um, the, next al- the next song is my favorite beat of the album. It's the, the mystery of chess boxing. Raw, I'ma give it to you with no trivia. Roll like cocaine straight from Bolivia. My hip hop will rock and shock the nation. Like the emancipation proclamation. We get MCs approached with slang is dead. Them eyes are running to the wall and bang your head. I push a force, I force you doubting. I'm making devils cower to the caucus mountain. I, when I listen to this beat, once the beat starts, you're like, oh, you gotta kill. Like when it starts, you're like, anyone on this beat has to destroy. You have to. There's no question. Now, I'm going to give you the, my best line first by Inspector Deck. And it's... <laughs> this isn't the hardest line, people. Calm down. I'm not saying it's the hardest line. I'm saying it's my favorite line. And it's, well, I'm a sire. I set the microphone on fire. Rob Stiles vary and carry like Mariah. Well, I'm a sire. I set the microphone on fire. Rap Stiles vary and carry like Mariah. I come from the Shaolin slum and the Alan Funk. Isn't that dope? Inspector Deck's probably my favorite lyricist out of the bunch. You God comes into this, though, like hard. I think it's cool, but I think this, that line is like, that's so funny. I wouldn't have even thought he was going there. And I forgot, yeah, Mariah Carey was a thing then. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is so funny. Now, what I will say is it's shocking who I think has the best verse on this song. And I don't think it's close. It's old dirty bastard. He is in his bag so crazy that I'm just like, oh, come on, man. My people's all you with me where you at? In the front, in the back, killer bees on the track. My people's all you with me where you at? Smoking meth, hitting gaps on the block with the gap. Here I go, deep tight flow. Jack you stole, can never get this. No, I'm Terry Bomb and shit. Boom, that's warming up a little bit. Rapping in is what's happening. Keep the pockets stacked and in, hands clapping in. At the party when I move my body. Gotta get up and be somebody. Grab the back of home, put strength to the bone. I just like how it's like, 
gotta get up and be somebody. I was like, oh, he's like in his grip. And then also when they're doing, uh, when they're doing, um, people's where you with me, where you at? When when his verses come in, in the background, you hear him going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's singing before his go, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> he's getting ready. To be like, I am setting the stage for what's about to happen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's over. ODB has the best version of this whole freaking song. <laughs> it's a great song, it's man. It's a great song, Jay. Love it. Uh, so, yeah, that's that. That was a uh, mystery of chess box. And next one is Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to F with. Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck yeah, with. There's no place to hide as I step inside the room. Dr. Joel, prepare for the boom. Bam! Oh, man! Ah, slam! Damn! I scream like Tarzan. I'll be tossing and forcing. My style is awesome. I'm causing more family food than Richard Dawson. And the survey said you're dead. Baby flying guillotine chops swap your fucking head. Mr. Who is that? Hey, yo, the who is back? Make a niggas go boom, boom. I like the song a lot. I love the idea of the song more because I'm just like, these are the, like, if I was listening to hip, if I was listening to them, I'll be like, these are the hardest, like, these dudes are like the hungriest cats in the game right now. They're coming out swinging. They put it all out there, man. If you want beef, then bring the ruckus. Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. And again, I give the best line to RZA. Because he's like, I be tossing and forcing. My style is awesome. I'm causing more family feud than Richard Richard Dawson. Dawson. Come on, G. And the survey said, you're dead. Fatal flying guillotine chops off your fucking head. That's so funny to me, G. Because it's such a deep cut. (laughs) I like, you have to know who Richard Dawson is. Yeah, that is a deep (laughs) cut. That's a a nice pool. deep cut. Cut, G. So I love this song. I just think I like the idea of the song better because I don't think any of them have just a shining verse. They were good. Inspector Dex verse was dope, but none of them were just like blaze.com to me. It was just like, oh, it's a good song, but I love the idea of the song. Like we are a group that is about to destroy the game. Now the next song is Cash Was Everything Around. Yeah, I grew up on the crime side, the New York Times side. Staying alive was no job. Had second hands. Moms bounced on old men. So then we moved to Shallon Land. A young youth, you're rocking the goat too. Low goose, only way I begin to G York was drug loot. And let's start it like this, son. Rolling with this one and that one. Pulling out gats for fun. You like this song, right? Uh, I think that's the one that put him on the map. On the initial run of 36 Chambers, I think that's the one that went the farthest. And for me, it's a good song. It's a very good song. I can see why it was so popular because I even knew the beat. But Love the sample. The sample's great. But for me, it's like, okay, um, no blazing. It was good. All the verses were good. I gave the best verse to Raekwon, who also had the best line. I'm running up in Gates, doing hits for high stakes, making my way up fire escapes. Great. Loved it. But I had to search for my favorite line. Other songs, it hit me immediately. I was like, oh, that's it. This one was like, oh, they were all just decent. Good. It's not my favorite. It's not one of my favorites on the album. It's fine. Fair enough. And honestly, it's like their most commercial one. So I can see that. Yes. 
Next one is Method Man. And of course, it has that great intro that we were talking about last week. <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, I give, obviously, it's a method, uh, it's a solo song. The best line for me is Chim Chimney, Chim Chim Cheree, Freak of Flow and Flow, Fancy Free. <laughs> so I was like, hey, it's a, that's an adorable line. <laughs> yeah, he's all over the place in this one. That's what I'm saying. There was no great for me. I'm just like, I thought I was going to like love his. I was like, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, the next one is Protect Your Neck. I smoke all the like, like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser. Raising hell with the flavor. Terrorize the jam like troops in Pakistan. Swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man. So all tick-tock and keep ticking. Well, I get you flipping off the shit I'm kicking. The Lone Ranger, co-ed, danger. Deep in the dark with the art to rip the charts apart. The vandal, too hot to handle your battle. You're saying goodbye like Devin Campbell. Rock neck, inspect the decks on the set. The rebel, I make more noise than heavy metal. The way y'all make the crowd go wild. Wow. My favorite song on the album, by the way. Again, the best verse is Reza. He said, feeling mad hostile, wearing a postal, flowing like Christ when I hear he speaks the gospel. <laughs> now it's just this shady store in the mall. But back then, he was repping. That's a heck of a dope line, G. That's nasty. I will not disagree with you that one bit. I personally, though, I think Inspector Deck. I think this is his song. Really? I smoke on the mic like smoking Joe Frazier, the Hellraiser. I raise in hell with the flavor. Terrorize a jam like troops in Pakistan. Swinging through your town like your neighborhood Spider-Man. Yeah, that's, that's good a, That is a good, that is a good one. Um, I have these two mixed up, I think. One might come before the other, but either way, these are the last two tracks. Seventh Chamber, part two. It's the exact same song, but in this mode, I actually chose a different favorite line. And it's... um. I be that insane nigga from the cycle ward. I'm on the trigger. Plus, I got the Wu-Tang sword. So how you figure? I be that insane nigga from the cycle ward. I'm on the trigger. Plus, I got the Wu-Tang sword. So how you figure? And you can even I love that line on this one. And he says it exactly the same in the first one. But I'm like, oh, I like it better this one. And I was going to just say, I'm not going to change it. Be like, no, it's fair. If it's a different track, different flow, different thing, I like this one better. So that's my favorite uh, uh, line of that one. And the last song was that, but the one before it was Tears. I don't like this song. Yeah, I've never really been a fan of Tears either. I don't like this song. It's not terrible. It's fine. It's just one of those filler songs to me. And best verse, Ghostface, if I had to choose. And the best line is, Mo tried to be down with OBP. Ain't nothing wrong, but he caught the H- he got caught with the HIV. But he carried on with the same old stuff with Stephanie, like a whammy. He pressed his luck. Ain't nothing wrong. That's huge wrong. That's unfortunate. It'll set you back. It'll set you back. He's like, ain't nothing wrong, except he got caught with HIV. I'm like, mm, I think that's literally something wrong. But okay. Um, so that is my rundown, man. On a scale, five swords, I will give this 
Um, because five is a classic. I'm giving this five. Wow. I'm impressed. This is a classic. I would have given you shit if you've given it anything else. Yeah, this is a classic game-changing album. A game changer. Everything's different. And I'm not overblowing it. No, you're really not. I know that we're kind of just quickly glossing over this album. Like, we could really break this freaking album down. But everyone knows. I- I'm the only one, Dan. It's all good, man. I'm not. You know what? I'm just glad you're here. So, unfortunately, guys, I have to get out of here. But 36 Chambers, like, literally, it is in a constant rotation right now. Hey, man, like I said, there's nothing wrong with getting there late as long as you get there, right? Yes. And so thank you, all you listeners, Shannon, all y'all talking about you haven't heard Favon, haven't heard 36 Chambers. I appreciate it. I got to get out of here. The next voice you're going to be hearing is Dan the Man. I'll talk to you later. Peace out. Thank you very much for tuning in to episode 78. My name is Dan Ramirez. That's Steve Hudson. We are the Heroes of Noise people. You got to do me this little favor, okay? I only ask it once a week of you. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace. (laughs) 